are you doing? It's been a while since Kat and I just like got on the mic, talked some BS, and we are so excited to be here today. Welcome back to Call Your Girls. Kat, how you doing, girl? I am doing good. I have like this little baby cold, so if I sound like a small mouse... <laughs> I just want to let you guys know why I went to my friend's wedding over the weekend. And I feel like I haven't been around that many people in so long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And with masks, like masks, uh, the mask mandate has been lifted here in Philly, which is cool because so many people are getting vaccinated, but it's bringing back the common cold for sure, because you are breathing on all of your friends. Um, so yeah, sorry guys, if I sound a little sniffly, but we're very excited. We have like a really fun topic idea in store. Dude, I think you sound good. Thanks. Yeah. I feel like I, I sound like a little raspy, like, you know, when like singers have that like rasp. <laughs> but it's kind of cute. Like, do you remember being younger and being like, I just want to sound like this? <laughs> or like when your throat's sore and you, you have a rasp and you're like, I'm totally digging this. Like, I sound like a sexy, like, actress. Yeah, you sound like a singer. That's exactly, I could be on The Voice probably right now, you know. <laughs> yeah, go off, go off, boo. <laughs> So we wanted to talk a little bit before we start with the episode, we want to talk a little bit about like just like life updates, a little bit on reality TV. So I kind of wanted to give you guys an update on Nashville where we haven't like talked about it at all. Literally at all. Um, We've had so many cool guests on and I'm glad to just like, it's amazing. We've had some like really cool people on, but I'm glad to just like sit down and bullshit with you, Kat. So Nashville's been amazing. I, I like cannot wait. your journey so closely, <laughs> so closely on Kelsey's stories every day. I'm like, what's this bitch doing today? You're always doing something fun. Dude. Okay. <laughs> well, first off, Kat and Lynn's are finally going to come visit me. I'm so excited. They'll be here. What? August. Um, yes. But I, they're okay. So first off, there's so much, I feel like I need to update you on. <laughs> Nashville is so fun. First off, everyone is so nice. I feel like because it's such like a transplant city, like not a lot of people, I mean, there's a ton of people from here, but a lot of people that are like in my apartment boating or that I go to at events are not from here. So I feel like everybody's kind of on the same page with making friends. Like no one has friends. So everyone's like, everyone's so open to talk to you. Like when they let their dog out and something I'm like totally not used to because I don't know in Pittsburgh, I feel like it's somewhat like Philly. People are nice, but they don't go the extra like inch to like start a convo. You know what I mean? I always find myself, people in my building, I feel like are actually so nice. And in the elevator, when they'll talk to me and be like, this guy the other day was like asking me about my shoes. And I got off and I was like, I want to be more like that. Like, I feel like you and I have said that, but people are so good at that. And I just feel like, like you said, depending on where you live, people are a little less like people here. I feel like are really nice, but they won't strike up a conversation with you Mm -hmm. unless you, you do so first. I feel like it's really cool that the South is very much like that because it allows you to like I think friendships and like, I don't know, you just feel better when you feel like connected to people like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's really helped not being from here. It's kind of like, it's a positive and a negative because one, like we're coming out of COVID and like being in quarantine for like almost a year, not being around a lot of people. So I think it's a combo of me moving to a new area, everybody being so nice to begin with, like out of the way nice. And then just going to these events because everybody is like, oh, the COVID restrictions are lifted. Let's have events. Let's go and like see people. It is so much like we've been here for, I don't even know, like six, eight weeks. And I'm finally starting to like think, okay, I need to like chill. Like there are so many events going on here. Yeah. Which is so awesome. And like, I'm very thankful for, but I also need to like recharge my social battery. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my God, for sure. I think all of us feel so much more like overwhelmed after being around a lot of people, after not being around a lot of people for a long time. Like, I don't think I used to be like a homebody at all. I was always the kind of person that was like, I need to be out. I need to be with people. Like Zach is always like, you are a weirdo. I like literally when my neighbors have like friends over, I'm like, it makes me feel good just hearing other people. <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs> relax over there. Like, I feel like I'm such an extrovert in that way. But at the same time, I feel like COVID made me much more of a homebody. Like I'll be out for a few days. And then I'm like, all right, I need to sit in my apartment and not leave for two full days after that. Dude, exactly. I feel like I just want to like not have plans, which is hard. Cause it's like exactly. summer, everyone's like hanging out. People are coming to visit. Like we were, we're going away this weekend for a country music festival in Ohio. And like, it's, it's weird. It's like the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, a year ago we wanted to get out and now I'm like, okay, I need to go home. <laughs> it's so true. And I feel like I'm like queen of FOMO too. I like, if I know my friends or if I know someone's doing something, I feel like social media even makes that worse. Like you'll be like content with like just sitting in on a Friday. Right. Like you said, like mm-hmm. sometimes when I don't have plans, I'm like, yes. Like I am going to like order some ramen. I'm going to like sit here. I'm going to watch a Netflix show. It's going to be an amazing night. And then you see people online out and you're like, oh, (laughs) you know what I mean? You're like, should I be out right now? Like it's hard. I feel like it's hard to just relax. It's a tough thing. Dude, I've never once had FOMO like in my entire life. I've always just been the person that's like, okay, whatever. Like I'll get it next time. But here it's so different because so everyone at our apartment complex is like around the same age, you know, like 20s, 30s, early 40s. And yes, and everyone's trying to like hang out every night, like go to the fire. Everyone has dogs. They want to play. And I'm just like, like, again, I'm not used to it. I feel like I have FOMO here and it's so bizarre for me. Like I kind of feel like I'm on vacation and I don't love that. Like, I don't love it. Cause there's a point of vacation where you're like, all right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I can't wait to get back. No, I feel so bad that you feel like that because it's, it's the worst. Like I wish it's, it's one of those things I always wish I wasn't like, because the people that I feel like make those decisions for themselves and are just kind of like happy with the decisions they make. I'm like, that is a gift because I feel like I'm always like, Oh, should I be doing that? Like, you know, it's, it really is a gift to just be like happy with what you're doing. But I think too, just cause you're so new, it's really busy. Hopefully in the next few months, you feel like, you know, things will slow down a little bit, especially after summer, like summer is always just crazy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just trying to like be thankful, you know, that I have things to do and that I have like friends Absolutely. to hang out with rather than the opposite. So, but it's been amazing here. We really love it. Uh, the weather is fucking amazing. It is so nice all the time. I'm like, that is one thing I never want to leave is this weather is beautiful. I mean, it's hot as fuck. Like (laughs) I have girl, I've decided like, you'll know when you come down, like it is a, like, I don't know about you, but I typically do like a full face of makeup or I don't have any makeup on. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. that's just kind of how it is with like our job. Yes. Like our job, like I do a full face to like do content because the full face looks better on camera or I have no makeup on because I look like a homeless man because I'm just (laughs) on my computer. Here, it is so fucking hot to the point where you can't even wear like your normal makeup outside. Like it just drips off your face. So I've been trying to like experiment with like a no makeup makeup look. Ooh, cute. I just come to the realization that like my vibe this summer is going to be like tan skin, no makeup, natural. Call it a day. 
I feel like that's the best in the summer though. Cause your skin, you feel like you are kind of like glowy. So mm-hmm. every time you step out, like, even if you don't have anything on, like you feel kind of good. I love seeing your stories with your upper lip sweat because that is, <laughs> that is literally me. <laughs> I am the sweatiest individual. So I'm like, I'm so glad someone understands my pain because always, always, There's always. So much mustache sweat. Um, <laughs> a follower, a follower did DM me and she suggested, I like need to find the DM. I screenshotted it. She suggested this lotion that is called sweat blocking lotion. And you apparently put it on your face, like before you put makeup on and it so like blocks smart. your pores. It's insane. I want to try that. I want it to work. I need to find it. Like ASAP. Uh. I have a friend that has a uh, Botox in his armpits. So his armpits don't sweat. I'm like, what a come up. And it was covered by his insurance, which is so crazy. Like I need my armpits wow. Botox immediately. <laughs> I have a question for Chelsea. Get her back on. If you could put, <laughs> please. So I know you can put Botox like in the lip. Cause that's like a lip flip. Right. But I wonder if you could put it there without like changing a shape just to stop the sweat. I think that's actually a really good idea. Chelsea. <laughs> Where are you at, girl? Are you here? <laughs> I know I need her to come visit too, but it's been amazing. Our apartment is dope. As you can see, there's like nothing in my office still because all of my fucking furniture is back ordered. Dude, I'm so uh. pissed. Like I was just telling Kat, like I ordered a few thousand dollar fucking pullout sofa from <laughs> West Elm yep. and went with the color that like wasn't the cutest, but that was the only color that would be arriving in three to four weeks. And of course it gets fucking back ordered. So now it's not coming in time for my whole family when they're visiting and it's just a hot fucking shit show with furniture right now. So just don't order furniture or find yourself like a, what are they called? Like, like in a, person, like a woodsmith. Find someone to just, it'll be, it'll probably be cheaper and less of a bitch to find someone to just make you some custom shit at this point. Like it's a hot mess. Yeah. Kelsey's saying, if you want a couch, don't order it, build it yourself. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. No furniture is like really crazy. I agree with you. It took me Oh, it took like five months for me to get a couch. And it's funny. I would post photos of it, like with just chairs and people would be like, are you planning on getting a couch? <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just going to have two love seats. <laughs> You're like, you must be new here. Right. <laughs> Hold on now. Oh, but other than that, we're doing okay. Um, we still need to like, so our apartment complex comes with Wi-Fi, Like it comes with internet, which is interesting. I think that's pretty cool though. Like it's really cool. We pay for the internet with our apartment but it doesn't come with cable. So like right now we're using a fire stick. I can't watch the freaking bachelorette. So I like, do you watch the bachelor? I do. And I know you're a big batch fan. That's crazy that you can't even watch it. I didn't realize that for like a few, a few of the first episodes we were going over to Maddie's and watching it, but then like, I just, so many events were happening throughout the week that we were going to, I was like, I need to like chill on Mondays. It gets busy. Yeah. So, um, but now I'm like not watching it and I'm upset and I just, can you catch me up? What the fuck's going on? I do love Katie. Like, did you yes. see her recent TikTok? No, everyone <gasps> told me I should follow her. Is she like really funny? I want to watch So her. I kind of want to play the recent TikTok on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is this is, it is right by the mic. <laughs> it is so good. Hold on. Okay, I great. just love her. What's her name? Katie Thurston. Okay. Yeah. She's very cute. I'm, I'm a big fan of her actually. I think she's a very different pick for the normally very conservative bachelor audience. I really like her. Okay. In order to talk about this with you, I need you to hear this cat. Ready? Okay, I'm listening. Welcome to a channel that was once called Vent with Katie and it's now called the Katie Thurston. Why? Because I've been on uh, a television show, not once, but twice. 
And in those last, I don't know, 12 months of my life, I have been completely under a microscope. I have been told what I should and should not do and what I can and cannot say. And I'm done. I'm done filtering myself. You think I swear too much? Go fuck yourself. You think I'm too raunchy? Don't fucking follow me. You know? Because before all of this, I was uncensored and raw and I had a community of people that accepted me and now a community of people who want to talk about me write about me gossip about me I'm done you're not gonna steal my fucking joy he's coming back bam I love her (laughs) (laughs) right like the music in the background I'm done one she's very funny and very like relevant and two Big yes, because being on TV seems, Kelsey and I were just talking about this before we got on. Being on TV is crazy. It really is. Like you have so many opinions, so many people throwing them at you all the time. And I feel like it can be so mentally overwhelming. And she seemed like someone, because I know you watched when she was just like the contestant on, um, whose season was that that she was on? Matt James, right? Matt, yeah. Yeah, he's a cutie pie. He, when she was on his season, I feel like she was so herself. And I do think- I know you haven't watched a lot this season. She does seem a little more like she holds back on certain things. And I feel bad because like you go on TV and you probably really want to be yourself, but you know, you really can't. There's so many edits. There's so many people telling you what to say. And even after the fact, like her entire life now has forever changed. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. So you think that you can definitely tell by watching that she felt censored. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. If you guys are watching and listening, she seems, she just seems a lot more like, uh, I don't know. I feel like Yeah. (laughs) No, literally though. Yeah. She like, doesn't say things that it seems like she wants to say. Mm -hmm. She comes off very, um, not even like shy, but kind of like always in the middle. And I feel like that's not her personality. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that's upsetting. Well, I really want to like catch up. Are they online? I could watch it on like my computer. Okay, I'll do that. Um, it's but really I, good. I think that's like- upsetting to hear because I fucking love her, but I'm really glad that she is like realizing it. Like, like what her TikTok said, like, I'm really glad that she's realizing that TV may not have been for her and that she doesn't want it to like permanently change her or change her brand. And now she's like, fuck this. Like I'm going back to doing whatever the fuck I want. So good for you, Katie. I like you. Yeah. Cheers. I love that. I really do. I think it's probably really hard too, because even on like little shows, like for example, have you been watching Netflix's too hot to handle? No. And I need to, because I feel like everyone (laughs) is talking about it. It's like weirdly good. I loved the first season. I thought it was really entertaining. If you guys don't know, they're literally, it's all these just like hot people mm-hmm. on an island and they can't like touch each other. They can't kiss. They can't do anything or they lose prize money. So the whole thing is this like celibate island. So it's very entertaining because they're all super attractive, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but even them, like that is like a Netflix show. That's what six, seven, eight episodes. It's like not very long. And they rise to like fame after the girl that was on it last season has like 5.7 million followers or something. Like, <laughs> like, isn't that so crazy? Like, it's just, oh my God, they, even being on a small show, not small, but you know what I mean? Like you really, you get such an audience. And I think a lot of people don't know what to do with it. I, so <laughs> I remember, so is this season two? I remember watching 
season one Mm -hmm. and thinking like, they really have to cast some slutty people for this show because I've never in my life, like had the urge that was like, I need to kiss this dude right now, or I'm going to die. Like, or in order if like they take away $5,000, like you can't just fucking keep it in for $5,000. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, Jesus Christ, have a good conversation, play a game, make a meal. Like <laughs> it's so extra. They're all like, and they, they lose. What is it? Every kiss is like $5,000. Anything else is, oh, I can't, I can't think of the actual numbers, but like, God forbid you have sex with somebody. It's like 20 K. Like that is not worth it. Do you think they tell them like, do you think they look at the cast and they say like you and you are going to like test the roles because the show's not going to be interesting if none of you touch or kiss or anything. Yeah. I I think. Yeah. It's a lot more scripted than I think a lot of us think. I mean, I guess I just watch so much reality TV, like me and, you know, even just from like, for example, guys, when we do the podcast, we write out like a sample script ahead of time. a lot of time just to kind of give us, you know, um, like a beginning and end a middle, just to kind of keep you on track. There's no way they don't do that with live television. Um, yeah, they have to tell them, right. It's, I don't know. It's really an entertaining show, but you know, from the beginning who you're going to like, like who you're going to hate. The only thing to me is like, imagine getting cast on TV and then they're like, okay, so you're going to be the villain. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go now. <laughs> would you, if someone straight up like, okay, <laughs> I should catch a spit of water out. <laughs> the way Kelsey got close to the camera goes, would you? <laughs> so for example, like, um, if you were on like a show, like a random reality show, say like mm-hmm. a show about blogging great, and they were like, okay, you're going to be great on the show. Like you're definitely going to get famous from the show, but you have to be like the bitchy cast member. What would you do if you didn't have a platform before? So I guess it wouldn't be about mm-hmm. blogging if it was about like being a right. vegan. <laughs> <laughs> She's the bitch vegan. <laughs> I think to be hundred percent honest, I really think I wouldn't do it. I hate the idea of being perceived. I don't know if you feel like that, but like the idea of people perceiving you in a certain way and that not being the reality actually fucking haunts me. So I feel like it depends on who you are. You know, like I can think of a lot of friends who have like a very like, don't give a fuck attitude that I think would totally, totally do it. I just think, I don't know if I'd want to be under like the spotlight and also like have to, I'm just very non-confrontational. <laughs> I feel like I'd really have to like put on for that part. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one cast cat as the villain ever. It's not going to be good. Reality. I just like wouldn't be entertaining. Yeah. No, I agree. But that says a lot about you. Like you're so sweet. And like, see, for, <laughs> for me, I'm like, okay, I'll be the villain. But you bet your ass after I get off the show and after I'm done with my like confidentiality agreement, right? I'm going to be like, guys, I swear I'm a nice person. Like let's rebrand a bit. <laughs> Kelsey starts like a charity post post show for like dogs. She's like, I'm actually so nice. No, I know what you mean. And I think that you are smarter in that situation than I a hundred percent because you can always like change, you know, what people think of you. Cause even on certain shows, you know, when you watch a show and you're like, I hate that cast member, like mm-hmm. loathe. And then like a couple months later, you like love them. <laughs> like yes. it, it goes in waves. Like sure. after you follow them on social media, I feel like no matter what, like reality TV just isn't the perception of the people. Like it's never a good, a good mm-hmm. like representation, I think. And the edits, I mean, we know, obviously like everyone knows this by now, like when you see raw footage of a show compared to the edit, like 
it can really make you look like a completely different person, which is like so scary, actually. Yeah, scary. Yeah, for sure. Kelsey and I thought it would be fun today to kind of do like a little advice column. I don't know if you guys ever read the advice column in your newspaper. Um, I always used to read when I was little. No. (laughs) No? Come on. You didn't read the paper as a child. (laughs) Who the fuck does that? (laughs) Broken individuals (laughs) like me. Um, I was literally like a weirdo and I would always read. It was like called Dear Abby. And people would send in uh, just like problems, you know, anything. And she would give them advice. So me and Kelsey thought that would be fun to do today, even though we're completely, just for the record, unqualified. And also don't give good advice. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited for this episode. Um, but I didn't read Dear Abby, but do you remember Delilah? Did you listen to Delilah? I know exactly what you're talking oh about. Oh my God. And then you would call and be like, um, I just, I guess it wouldn't be like really an advice, but it, it's just nostalgic. Like you, she would call in and be like, I'm just missing my husband from uh, Alabama. He's on a work trip. Can you please play a song for him? And then Delilah would be like, I got you, sweetie. This one's for Ray in Alabama. (laughs) She was like very sweet. Her voice was as soothing as you just. (laughs) Yeah, I tried. Okay, that's that's irrelevant. Um, I am so excited, though, for today's episode because you guys sent in some tea. And like Kat said, we are in no way qualified at all to be uh, giving you advice. But, you know, take it or leave it. Right. I think we make pretty good decisions. And honestly, we also get so much unsolicited advice online day in and day out. We kind of might, we thought it might be fun to kind of reverse the roles a little bit. And I also feel like being online, I'm sure you do too, has made me so much more just like aware, so much more open, so much more diverse in terms of like talking to so many different people and their ideas and opinions all the time. Like I almost think it's made me be able to see things in a very different light. So hopefully we'll have some good advice for you guys. Yes, I agree. And I feel like when you're in these situations, you, you're kind of just like skewed of advice and maybe you don't want to like talk to your family or you don't want to talk to your friends and you don't really, I really recommend a therapist, but if you, you know, better help is a really good one. Um, Yeah. I always wanted to try that. It's not sponsored, but you know, if you want to just hit us up, (laughs) (laughs) please give me free sessions (laughs) for real. But, um, it's a really nice, like confidential from your home kind of service. Anywho, we're going to be your therapist today. Okay. Should we just dive in? Yeah. Do you want to read the first one? Yeah, let's do it. So, um, Kat has read some of these. I have not. So this should be like pretty interesting. Okay. First one. I sense a boy problem. So it says, <laughs> so my boyfriend, <laughs> okay. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for six months and he is absolutely my other half. He met my sister and our two friends from high school first after dating for a month and it didn't go great. They liked him, but didn't like that. He didn't ask them any questions, even though they asked him a ton of questions. And though he was seeing me as a meal thought and thought he was seeing me as a meal ticket and that he wasn't ambitious enough. I know he makes significantly more than I, and he is starting his own fucking, oh, trucking company. Sorry. (laughs) He is starting his own trucking company company that is going to be even more lucrative. When I told him, when I told them that, guys, I'm butchering this. When I told them all they said was that he should have told them that, but like, why? LOL, everyone else that has met him loved him, including my parents. But now when I see my sister and our two friends, they always make comments and I'm like, girlfriends, let's be happy. Let's be happy. 
Not much for having to please people, but I wish they would cut the man some slack and also in mind if every single other person that has met him loved him. He is the he is the one with the problem or is it them? Is he the one with the problem or is it them? Sorry, guys. I'm trying to read this for the first time. And some of these people have typos. So it's a hot mess. But we're here together. We're getting through it. I want Kelsey as my audiobook reader. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) She says she says fucking then goes, oh, trucking. (laughs) Genuine. Are you surprised? Are in my actual <laughs> eye. Oh, that was rich. Long story short, if you guys didn't catch the gist, basically this girl's saying that her friends and her sister didn't love her boyfriend. To me, Kels, I don't know. Tell me what you think, but it sounds just like miscommunication. You know what I mean? And when you meet someone at first, I think you need to take other people's opinions about relationships or even just other friends honestly, with a grain of salt, because not everybody is going to be the same type of person. You know what I mean? I think it's really easy if say maybe you and your friends are super outgoing and super, you know, loud and bubbly and you meet someone who maybe isn't as much like to, to kind of be like put off by that. But I think more so you just have to remember, like everybody is so different. And if you like him, like, that's really all that matters. Yeah, I agree. Like just because he at first wasn't like, if they were like, oh, what's your job? And he wasn't like, oh, this, what's your job? You know what I mean? Is, yeah. I mean, that's a little weird because first off, I get the point that it's a little weird that he didn't engage back. Okay. I get where your sister's coming from. Because he's been nervous too. You yes. Know? But at the same time, I definitely think your sister and your friend need to give him another chance, especially since your whole family likes him. Like he, it seems like he was either nervous, having an off day, maybe he had a headache, didn't want to talk. I mean, you know him better than them. So why don't you come out and just be like, he was having an off day or like, can you give him another chance? I think if you just like straight up say to your sister and your best friend or her best friend, I forget who it is. Um, and just be like, listen, he may have had an off day. Like just give him another chance. Yeah, I definitely think so too. And I also think when you know people really well, like obviously we know each other really well now, but you know, when you meet someone the first time, like that's the only perception you have of them. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, someone more closely, they can have an off day. They can have a day where they're more quiet or they don't feel good, or they just aren't as talkative. And you're not going to think anything of it. I think the problem with first impressions is like, that's all you have to base it off of. And it is so hard too. I mean, I know you mentioned like the meal ticket thing about kind of him sort of staying with you because you're doing better or something like that. I think it's so hard. Like people's perceptions are always going to be their perceptions. Like Try not to let that change your opinion of the situation because it is very easy when someone else has an opinion to make you shift your own reality in your mind because like mm-hmm. they said something. Yeah, I think people in general, I would agree. And I think people in general, as well as your sister, need to mind their own fucking business. Because 100%. for example, like I have met my sister's boyfriends in the past, first impression, didn't love them. But it right. doesn't fucking matter what I think. As long as my sister's happy, mm-hmm. I don't fucking care. You know, I'll warm up to him. Like he'll, it'll take some time, but like, we'll warm up if they're happy, then let them fucking go. So I think you should have a talk with your sister and her friend and be like, yo, chill the fuck out. Mind your business. Not really, but be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you also just have to like, you know, take people for who they are as well. You know, like sometimes mm -hmm. I find myself, cause I know my friends are so like, when they meet people are like, oh my God, oh my God, I love you. I love this. Like they're very, very outgoing. When other people aren't, I'm like, I'm even trying to train myself to not be like, oh, they don't like me to just be like, oh, maybe that's their personality. Maybe Mm -hmm. they really do like me and just aren't as 
in your face about it. Like maybe they're more like actions than words people. You know what I mean? That's really true. That's really true. And I don't know, maybe he just having an off day. If I were you, I would talk to your sister, maybe like mention something to him. If you feel like still feel weird about it, like just be Mm -hmm. like, Hey, my sister really wants to like get to know you. So maybe next time when we all hang out, like maybe just like talk to her a little bit more. Yeah. Like how about communication? And the more you get to know someone too, like, I feel like we kind of just said this, but the more comfortable you are with them, like, like you said, so many people, even like friends, boyfriends, friends of friends, really anything. Yeah. Maybe they're not your favorite person in the world the first time, but there's been so many people I have just adored down the line that Mm -hmm. I never, even just, you know, personal friends that I never would have thought I would have, um, upon first meeting them. So you have to give people a chance because people are going to be so different when you actually get to know them. And I think like Kelsey said, it's so tough, but I would just be like, look, my family likes him. I like him. This is my business. If you don't, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't fucking say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always for sure. Here. So either a send her this episode, she'll get it <laughs> or B it's confrontation sucks. Like we don't like, like no one likes confrontation, but as you get older, I've really realized that like it's necessary for sure. in order to like bring peace and make sense of things. So you just got to be communication, communicate to him, communicate to her. Maybe next time we all get together, maybe get together in a setting where there's like get together, do something fun. Like maybe at like a picnic or a party or like bowling. something where there's like bowling. Yeah. Something where there's like another thing to talk about rather than just like, so what's your name? What's your age? What's your exactly. blood type? Cause that can be, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Like even just meeting people, you know, cause like at events and stuff, it's always like, I love that you said, what's your blood type? Um, <laughs> what's your social security number? Um, it can be, it's like, it's a lot of pressure when you first meet someone to be like really fun and cool. I've left so many situations where I've met people for the first time and been like, was I weird? You know, like everybody mm-hmm. has that for sure. Yeah. Just because he doesn't live up to what your sister thinks you should have doesn't mean that he is wrong. So our advice would be to just communicate with both of them. Give it another shot. If you love him, if he treats you right, that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers to that. You did. Great Cheers job, to that. <laughs> Woo. Okay. The next one is more of a friendship um, situation here. So uh, the person that wrote in said, my best friend of 26 years has the worst temper. She is very self-centered and I'm always scared to call her out on it. She pressured her partner to get engaged and is now pressuring her to get married. I know if I try to talk about things, she is going to blow up on me. To top it all off, she recently got a DUI and has a bad drinking problem. Um, and her boyfriend's also a recovering alcoholic. I don't know what to do, but it's causing issues in our friendship. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that one's heavy. That's a lot to unpack. Okay, so yeah. Um, let's start with so the fact that she has a drinking problem sounds like the root of everything happening. Oh yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. It's so true. I feel like when people have um kind of like a dependency, not that again, me and Kelsey are not counselors, so please we mean no like offense or harm by anything we're saying. We're just trying to kind of break it down. But I feel like when people have like kind of a dependency on something, it makes them a lot more frustrated in Mm -hmm. every other circumstance of their life. And maybe because she feels like she can't kind of get everything under control because she is drinking so much. It's like really stressing her the fuck out in other ways and is making her be so, you know, like have a temper like that. I, this is hard because with substance abuse, it's always hard because exactly one, we don't know her. We don't know how. You know, we don't know the scale of the issue. 
Um, so we're just going to kind of try to give you like generic advice, um, but take it with a grain of salt, like Kat said. So if I were you, I would first and foremost, like sit down and talk to her about it. Like tell her you're worried about her drinking and like actually worried about her health coming from like a standpoint of like, I want you to be happy. Right. I'm afraid like alcohol is like getting in the way of that. It's causing you to like act out. It's like a DUI is very serious maybe just like, don't condone it for your own peace. Like I'm going to like in this convo, I'm going to look out for you. And I would say for your own peace, don't be around her when she's drinking. It's unfortunate, but sometimes like when it comes to friendships, it sucks so bad, but sometimes in honor, in honor to save your own peace, you have to like step back from the person. I think that's like the best advice that you could literally possibly give because you have to do it for yourself, like you said, and it's hard too with friends, I think, because you want to help them. Like you Mm want to be that person for them. You want to be their savior, but you can't always be that for people. Like, I think like Kelsey said, sitting down and kind of having like an intervention, you know what I mean? But just being like coming at it from a place of like love and, you know, just concern. Like, I'm just Mm -hmm. worried for you, for your health. Like, I love you so much. I want to see you thrive. I want to see you do so well. Cause I think even like we all react negatively if someone says something like, and not saying you're saying this, but I think it's easy to, when you're frustrated, like, Oh, you have a problem or, you know, you have such a temper or you have this, like, I think all of us kind of pull back. I think it's easier to kind of approach and be like, Hey, have you been feeling okay? Like you haven't, you haven't been acting like yourself Mm -hmm. or, you know, you've been, you've been acting different recently. Like, is everything okay? Maybe then she'll kind of open up to you from there and you might be able to like address the bigger concerns. Yes. Try not to make it as much about you. Like you're treating right. me this way. Like you exactly. make me feel this way. Make it more about like her, like you're concerned to her because like, I can tell from your message that you are concerned. Um, like, as you said, her partner, she pressured her partner to get engaged and is now pressuring her to get married. So I know as a friend, you're looking at that and you're like, what the fuck is going on? But that's not your place. You know what I mean? Um, Unless she wants to talk to you about it, that's between her and her partner. So if, if her partner has an issue of being pressured, he needs to say he or she, I'm not sure he or she needs to say like, yo, this isn't cool. But I think with their relationship, that's not your place unless she brings it up. So I would say to confront her, exactly like Kat said, talk to, talk to her more about like her health, more about like the drinking issue. And if it really is a problem, I think that from what it sounds like the drinking is kind of causing everything else to get all whack. I think some people, a lot of times, like you kind of just touch on this Kelsey, like people really just want to be asked, like, are you okay? Like, and then they're gonna, you know, they're going to kind of receive the help from there. I think some people, I think all of us aren't good at reaching out. If you need help with something, mm-hmm. you really desperately want someone to be like, Hey, is everything okay? Like, you know, um, I want you to be happy. I want you to be healthy. I think she'll respond really well to that. And like you said, maybe don't touch on the relationship issues just because it isn't something that you're dealing with personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, unfortunately if she doesn't respond well to you reaching out, that's when I think you can kind of give yourself some space, some distance, like you said, and sort of do what's best for you after trying to help initially. Yeah, it does suck. But, um, and especially since she did mention that her boyfriend um, is a recovering alcoholic. So that also gives you a place of, Absolutely. you know, experience where you can come to her and be like, 
you know, if you need to talk to your boyfriend's name, say his name's like Steve, you could be like, Hey, if you ever need to talk to Steve, like, let me know. Like he'd be happy to talk to you. Um, but there's one quote that like my stepdad, he's awesome. He told me this and I like always remember it. And he said, you're not always meant to have the same friends throughout your life all of your life. Some people are just in your life for a season. So like some people, you know, are your best friends in high school and then you'll have your best friends from college and then you'll have your work friends. And, you know, as sad as it is, some friendships because they may not be healthy need to end worst case scenario. So I would say definitely communicate with her, confront her, talk to her. And if that doesn't work, you may need to like step back for your peace. I love that. I think that's so important to remember like friendship, like breakups essentially are really hard, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to do them for yourself and it's okay to grow apart from people too. You know, like, like Kelsey said, when you're younger, maybe you resonate with like more with certain people. And as you get older, you know, that changes a little bit. Like, I don't think you have to burn bridges necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally okay. If, if you end up trying to help in it, you know, if it works out and you guys are better friends because of it, that's amazing. But if it doesn't, I think it's okay to move on to. Or if, you know, if that means you only hang out when you go get your nails done or you only hang out when you go do things that does not involve alcohol. Hopefully that helps, girlfriend. Hang in there. Okay, moving on. So this lovely lady has two things she wants to talk about. First, she'd like to talk about toxic work environments. It's so challenging sometimes. Yeah, I saw this come into the email and I was like, ooh, girl. (laughs) I worked at a job out of college and I felt like it was kind of, you know, not trying to put blame on anybody, but I feel like it was kind of toxic. My, um, coworkers really didn't get along. I just feel like there was always something happening that was negative and it, it can be so hard because you're at work more than you're at home. And I think that's what sucks about like, I mean, just I've obviously a culture of the world, but American culture, especially like we work, work so much. So like, you really want to like where you're at. I think for me, finding a good friend at work it sounds so stupid, but that you can just bitch to, that you complain to, that you can laugh about everything with is so important. Like maybe you currently feel like your work environment sucks and there's no one to talk to. Like try to find that person that you get along with. Cause for me, that was like a saving grace being able Mm -hmm. to be like, Oh my God, can you believe that? (laughs) Like it, it feels good. You know what I mean? To complain Mm -hmm. to people. I know everyone's like, Oh, it's negative, but like venting is literally like therapy sometimes I feel like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially with people who like get what's going on. Right. Exactly. Um, I feel like I never personally, you have better experience in this. I've never personally had a bad toxic work environment. Um, I've had like three different full-time jobs before going full-time with blogging. Well, like in the office jobs and luckily they were all pretty good, but it definitely make or breaks your work experience for the people. Like I say that all the time on like like my niece just got her first job. She's like 14 at a pizza place. And I'm like, I hope she loves the people. And I'm like, good, because that literally will make a break. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even about like what you're doing. It's like the environment and like, cause you're there eight hours a day. You don't want to be in like a annoying environment full of gossip and like miserable people. Yeah. And feel like every time you're going in, like there's, there's going to be something going on. Like, that's how I always felt. There was, there was always just some shit that you were like, what is going to happen next? You know what I mean? Like, what's going to, what's someone going to do wrong next? Or what's someone going to complain about next? Like, and I also think just distancing yourself from the situation, it's Mm -hmm. easy for all of us to bring work home with us. Right. And to like, think about it and to talk about it. And I remember I would always like, just like be annoyed and complain And then after a while, not saying it's easy to do, I was like, okay, the minute that I leave work and I close the door, 
I'm not talking about this until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it because it makes you, it encompasses your entire life. You know what I mean? And like, I think it's so true when they say like, you give your thoughts like power and the more you think about things, the more powerful they are and the more they like weigh you down. I think if you kind of just decide to be like, look, this is, this is something that sucks at work and I'm going to feel better by, you know, having that friend, we're talking shit, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever you got to do. But then when you leave work, just try to leave it there. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point. I feel like your relationship at, with your job is a lot like a relationship with your friends, you know, it, I mean, only, you know, your breaking point. And if you, I don't know if you like love this job or love the work you're doing, but hate the people. But I think there comes a point where you need to realize like, okay, this is fucking up with my inner peace. Like no money is worth working at this company with these people. I need to find a new job. Um, or if you love what you do so much, you just need to keep to yourself. Like Kat said, I mean, it sucks. It's not ideal. It's not the best situation, but there's, that's kind of one of those situations where you got to like weigh out the pros and cons. Yeah, for sure. It can be tough, obviously, like we said, cause you're at work so much, but you know, I think you'll know what's, what's best for you. If you just like try to take some of those steps to make it a little bit better. True. Good advice. And then, <laughs> our girlfriend here actually sent in another um, message and was kind of talking about how, you know, when friends aren't keeping an open mind about things, if you're trying to help them, like if they take it in a lecturing way, um, she was, we just talked about this, right? Yeah. I was just going to say, this is so similar to the other one. Um, yeah, she's saying that her friend thought she was like wrong for having an opinion on a situation. What's hard too about this, Kelsey, and I just, I think that this just hit me too. People's personalities are just so starkly different. Like I think some people are really good about taking like constructive criticism. And I think other people take everything like a personal attack. I almost think it's good to know which friend you're dealing with when you are going through something like this, like to know how to approach it because your friend that can take the constructive criticism, maybe you can go to them and be like, Hey, this is shitty. I know this isn't you. You know what I mean? You can be a little more hardball with them, but I feel like for the friends that think you're always like kind of lecturing them, it always comes off better to sort of be more like loving and caring that angle rather than being like serious. Yeah, I agree. So someone wrote in, my boyfriend and I have been together for almost about three years. We're both in our early twenties and work full time while also doing online school. I'm very fortunate to have an office job where it's slow so I can work on school, but his job is always moving and he's on his feet all day. He comes home from work and has to work on school and normally ends up playing video games till 1am by the time I'm asleep. The problem is, is that there's no time for us. And I feel like I'm being pushed aside and I'm not a priority. I'm not saying I need to be his number one, but I don't feel like I'm even on the list. We live together and have opposite schedules, but I just feel like we're kind of roommates that share a bed. He hasn't kissed me in two weeks. I get that things are crazy for him, but I feel like if you love someone, um, basic things like kissing your girlfriend are easy to do, regardless of if you're busy. I tried bringing it up, but he made me feel like there wasn't anything to worry about. And then I was kind of being paranoid. I even tried... I even tried doing date nights. So we at least get one special night together a week, but that only lasted two weeks because he got too busy with school and didn't have time for a date night. I feel like I'm losing him and he doesn't care for me. And that really scares me. Any advice would be appreciated. So we're with you. I feel like everybody can relate to this in some aspect because our lives, I feel like go through flows. Absolutely. And our relationships goes, goes through flows. Right. And sometimes 
we're busier than other times. So do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. I feel like Jamie and I have definitely had this point where we like, I'm just busy as hell with work. Um, and I've realized that like, especially through quarantine and like being together, we really had to open our communication to like a level it's never been before. And we've been together for like seven years. You are never like with someone long, too long where you, it's too late to like Absolutely. revamp your communication. Like we have sat down and we said like, we need to communicate better. Like we need to like, so during quarantine, we started to do this little thing every night. And it's just like, we have like a little meeting and it's, we put our phones away, we put everything away and we just like sit there and just talk about our days. Like what we did that day, um, like what we're excited for, like if there's anything we need to talk about and it just like makes you one, feel more connected and it gives you an opportunity to like talk about serious shit like this. Um, cause it sounds like you and your man are like completely off as far as communication. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. Like, and it's never, you said this Kelsey, but it really is never too late to kind of change up, mm-hmm. um, how you are with somebody. I think it's easy to be like, oh, we've been like this for a long time and it's easy. Um, you know, this goes for family relationships, friendships, romantic relationships. You can always change things and make them better. And I definitely like totally get that too. Cause Zach and I both have really like different work schedules. He works really late. Um, I feel like I'm working all the time. I think one of the things that has really helped has been like planning things in advance and being like, Hey, this day we're doing this thing. And even if you don't have like a plan for that day, just like blocking off a day to say like, we're going to do something fun. And it doesn't even need to be fun. You know what I mean? Like you can sit on the couch, talk shit, watch movies and eat Chinese food. Like you're still putting aside that time. Cause I think for all of us, it's so easy to be bad when you're spur of the moment. And I know you mentioned you tried to do date nights, but he got busy. I feel like as long as you make it really far in advance, you know, like saying like, even, even once a month, we are picking this day and we're going to do something like really fun. I feel like then it's kind of a non-negotiable, you know what I mean? Like you have it on the calendar and that's what you're going to do. Yeah, I agree. That could be your first step for sure. Um, I just like, can't even imagine like every day him playing video games, like until 1am and like, they can't even go to sleep together. Like that's annoying as fuck. So like, I feel for you, girl, I would, and he may say like, you're being paranoid. Like everything's good. So like to him, he probably still has so much love for you. Like exactly. He probably like in his head, he's like, Oh, nothing's wrong. Like we're not on the rocks. Nothing's wrong. Like I still love her. Like I did three years ago, but, but that, but from your side, you're not seeing that. So you need to communicate to him. Like, Hey, I know nothing's wrong between us. Like we love each other, but like this day-to-day routine is not working for me. Like this is not making me as happy as I know that I can be with you. And we need to like somehow talk about it, whether that be like, I totally get that you love video games. Like that is totally cool. Maybe it's an outlet, you know what I mean? From school. Yeah. Like, can we only do video games? Like instead of five nights a week, can we do video games three nights a week? And then two nights a week, like we go out to eat or we go have dinner outside without our phones. Right. Like it needs to be a give and take thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And just when you're approaching him, just make sure you say like, I love you. Like, I'm so happy. Nothing's wrong with you. I just like our day-to-day routine is not fulfilling me. And, you know, this brings me back. Cause like you said that he doesn't even want to kiss me. Like if you love someone, you should want to kiss them. 
But remember that we all have different love languages. Like that's a big thing. I think you guys need to take your love language quiz together. Like next time you guys are hanging out, be like, oh, let's do this like fun thing and just kind of explain like what it is. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's basically like this test you can take online and it tells you like, there's like five, what, five or six different love languages. Five, yeah. And you kind of figure out what is best for you. So like, um, I'm like everything. <laughs> Kelsey's like, I love to be loved in all ways. <laughs> I'm honestly everything. I'm like, I love I'm that. De- I think acts of service is like the first one. He may not be like touch may not be his love language, but it might be yours. So he Definitely. needs to learn that he needs to show you love in the way you want to be loved, not in the way that he wants to be loved. That's like a really big, I feel like pivoting point for relationships that helps so much. Yeah. It helps you to understand each other better too, because like you said, he, in his head, he might be like, oh my God, I love her. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything's working out. We are chilling. We're doing great. But in your head, it's very different. So I think just kind of coming together and seeing what you both need and you could kind of approach it too. Like Kelsey said, like our day-to-day just, it's really, you know, it's not doing enough right now. And I, I know it could be better. Like I know, I know we can be better. I need you to be able to do these things for me. Like, what do you need me to do for you? Cause maybe he'll Mm -hmm. come up with some things as well. And you guys can kind of meet in the middle a little bit. Really just communication girl. I know, I know it can be hard sometimes. I know it can be awkward. I know you don't want to deal with it. If it like ends up in a fight, if something, you know, comes out the wrong way or like not even a fight, just like a little bickerment for sure. But just try your best to really speak in a way that he understands because if communication like isn't working, then that's kind of like a deeper problem in the relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just don't give up on the situation. If you both like Mm -hmm. love each other, I'm sure there's going to be a way out of this. You know what I mean? Like, like Kelsey said, relationships go through seasons and whatnot. Maybe this is just like kind of a rough season and there'll be a better one on the other side of it. The only thing, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to just communicate and be like, I know I brought this up before, but it's something that's like, you know, eating away at me. Like, Mm -hmm. and if he, if you guys have the love for each other, which I'm sure you do, that you feel like you do, you'll absolutely figure it out and make it work. Yep. And if worse comes to worse, just like unscrew like a bolt in his video games and then he won't be able to play it. And it'll be like, oh no, it's broken. <laughs> what happened? Oh my God. Someone, someone came in and stole your Xbox. How <laughs> fucking rude. <laughs> Sorry. I can't believe they only stole the Xbox and they didn't steal anything else. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? Um, okay. So hopefully that helps girlfriend hang in there. The next one is kind of on the the same line, but I have some, like some more advice I could give on this. So she said, this is a little embarrassing, by the way, this is not embarrassing at all. This is something everybody goes through. Um, but who better to ask than my favorite podcast girls, my husband and I have been married for a few years. We are still in our thirties and let's just say the bedroom spark has gone out the window, out the door. I'm sorry. (laughs) Neither here nor there. Especially since we are both home 24-7 with COVID and working from home. We rarely have sex, and when we do, it's just meh. Any advice on how to spark the romance again? Okay, first off, not embarrassing. Like I said at all, everybody goes through this, especially with COVID. Like, COVID's been so weird on relationships, so don't put so much pressure on yourself. I think this is the thing about sex, is we all, like, I'm even guilty of this too. We all put so much pressure on ourselves to like be horny 24 seven and to have sex 24 seven. Like we see in the magazines or in the movies, like that shit's not realistic. That's not realistic at all. People like good for you if you're having sex every day, but that may not work for you. I also realized that some people don't like show 
love like that always with sex. Like some people get the same emotional connection through cuddling, through kissing, through like hanging out. It's not just all about like put your dick in the vagina. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) This is Kat's favorite topic. I'm living love it. live. No, I agree with you. And I love that you said like, it really is something that there is a lot of pressure on all of us, like to either have the perfect relationship, the perfect sexual relationship, the perfect emotional relationship. Like you always, there is so much pressure. I feel like, especially on women. And it's hard because like, I feel like your intimacy level really is connected to your mental health. So, you know, with COVID, so many of us were just feeling kind of shitty. You're stuck in the house. You're feeling down. Like maybe you don't want to have sex with someone when you're not feeling super good about yourself at that time, you know, like don't put pressure on yourself. Cause there's a lot of other reasons you might be feeling like that. And it really might not have anything to do with you guys, you know, like it might have to do with you two personally. Dude. So true. I think I read like a statistic that it was like women orgasm, like in their brains, like, so, interesting. and it was like, or that, that wasn't, that definitely was not the verbiage. <laughs> Kelsey wrote that statistic. (laughs) It was like, it was like women's orgasms are like 60, 70% mental. It was like something crazy like that. So interesting. So like if you're stressed, that's also not helping the situation. So I just want, first and foremost, before we dive into like how you can spice shit up, I just want you to know that like, you're not, this is embarrassing. You're not weird. Like we're all going through this. Hang in there. And your life, your relationship is going to change throughout the relationship. You know, like maybe Mm -hmm. when you first start talking to someone, you're very like physical. And then that changes as your relationship changes. Like, like we said with the other, um, the last one, like you can always make it better. Don't feel like you're just like doomed, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. So, um, try not to stress so much about like not having sex a lot. Don't ever, there's no right or wrong amount of time. Like number a week. Yeah. Yeah. There is not, um, So ignore people when they feel like they want to say like, oh, we have sex every day. Like, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's lovely. You're probably very sore. Um, But I think some tips that I could give you would be to, one is like literally everything goes back to communication. Just communicate. Whether that be like, hey, like if you want to start saying maybe like having a word for like, instead of just like spontaneous, like, because sex doesn't happen like the movies all the time. Like, it's not just like, oh, I feel the urge. I need to jump on you. You know what I mean? (laughs) So whether that be like, do you want to like play? Like, it could be like something as simple as that. Or like, do you want to like go have a meeting? (laughs) I'm like, me and Jamie have meetings every night. No, we have meetings all the time. (laughs) That's actually so cute. I love that. No, we really do talk. But if you, you know, come up with something that's a little more like, on the same term. So it's a little less like, okay, when's it happening? When's it not? Like, is this going to happen? So if that's the issue, maybe come up with like something like that. If the issue is just like, it's bland, maybe step out of your comfort zone and figure out exactly what you like, like figure that out by yourself, get out of your comfort zone and try some like lube, some toys. I work with an amazing brand called Woo More Play and I do have a discount code. I believe it is Kelsey for 20% off Kelsey 20, Kelsey like 20, just try all the above. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Kelsey 20. Cause I saw your story the other day and like, for some reason took notice to that. So if you guys didn't know I'm Kelsey's manager, it's Kelsey 20. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, but they have really nice coconut oil lube. Um, that kind of just like helps get everything going. You know, they have, um, a vibrator, some toys, um, 
you really just kind of have to step out of your comfort zone. I've realized, um, and just try like some different things, you know? And I feel like like people say like planning it, like it sounds stupid, but at the same time you plan everything else in your life. You know what I mean? Like you plan your work schedule, you plan hangouts, you plan dinner. Like even if you just plan like a little to have like a little time before or after dinner to kind of, you know, have that physical moment. Like I feel like just to give yourself the time. Cause I also think sometimes we're all just like, oh, we're too busy. You know what I mean? Like, it's really easy to be like, oh, I'm too busy. I don't have time. Or I'm not in the right headspace or something like that. Like when you make time ahead of time, I feel like, you know, it kind of puts you in that mindset. And especially like, if you're like wearing cute clothes and like, you're feeling pretty, you're feeling sexy. You know what I mean? Like you're more inclined to want to be physical with your partner, of course, rather than like, if you're just sitting around in quarantine. True. I feel like it definitely depends like on your personality as well. So like if you're a little more, you know, outgoing or willing to try, maybe just like throw on a cute like lingerie piece and just show up and then, you know. Right. See what happens. Um, or, I mean, otherwise you just look hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Otherwise you're just like, Hey, I'll make you dinner. Hey, what up? <laughs> um, but I mean, some people do a great job, like, okay, let's plan it. But for me, I just feel like that's so weird. Like I just, it doesn't resonate with like my, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird to me. So one other, yes. One other alternative you could do is like, for example, like if you guys have like dinner every night, or if you have like a meeting, or if you're like, let's sit on the porch every night or something. And then like just time alone will help you get things like that started rather than just, cause I get it. I totally get it. Like I'm absolutely me and Jamie both own our own business, our heads all over the place. We're taking care of our dog. We just moved like, our lives are busy, but I think if this feels like something you're missing out of the relationship, you need to find a way to kind of make it work. Yeah. To sort of foster that. And I read one time and I was like, oh, this is so true. They were saying like physicality isn't just like sex, isn't just like, Mm -hmm. you know, everything you think it is. It's holding hands. It's just like sitting on the couch together. It's just like, you know, bullshitting while sitting near each other. Like a lot of times it's easy to kind of, when you live with somebody, I think like they're across the room and you're over here, like doing those little things too. Like, you know, you're sitting in the car and like you're holding hands or you're out and you're touching, like that kind of stuff just makes you feel closer in general and might kind of make you feel closer in that way too, to kind of open that door again. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, if you are thinking about this, he is too. I know it can be awkward of a topic, but you just bring it up, talk about it. Say like, you know, it can only get better too. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, and don't put pressure on yourself. Like we said, you can kind of just, it'll get better in time. The more you talk about it, the more you actually take mm-hmm. action rather than, you know, kind of sitting there thinking about it. Cause that's so true. Like if you're thinking about it, there's no way that he's not, you know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So communication, try some way more play, mm-hmm. some lingerie, Make time for yourself. Put the phone away. You'll make it happen. A hundred percent. Sending you positive vibes. Yeah, absolutely. And life changes and ebbs and flows. You know what I mean? Maybe this is just a season of your life and then the next couple of months will be amazing. Agreed. So hang in there. Give us an update. How it goes. The DMs are open. You better email back and let us know how it goes in a month. (laughs) Please. Holding you to it. Tell us about the escapades. (laughs) This next story is a handful. Bear with us as we explain what's going on in this poor girl's life. This woman, let's give her a name, which we name her. Angie. Angie. Okay. (laughs) Angie. (laughs) Why was it? Like, I didn't even like skim (laughs) the Angie. Angie. (laughs) Okay. 
Angie has a 16 month old son. Angie's baby's daddy are mm-hmm. not together. So they dated for five months, broke up and then found out she was pregnant like a month later. Okay. So they only were dating for like five months when Angie prior to the baby. Pregnant. Yes. And they were not together when she found out she was pregnant. Gotcha. So at my six month doctor's appointment, what should we name the baby daddy? Joe. Joe. Okay. At my six month doctor's appointment, Joe's girlfriend said she needs to talk to me and she has a few questions for me. Mind you, I didn't even know he had a girlfriend or was involved with anyone else. I was trying to figure out what's going on. And the girlfriend tells me that they have been together for a year and a half on and off. Like what the fuck dude? I was completely shocked as anyone would be. What the fuck? I hate Joe. No. <laughs> fuck Joe. Okay. So she was confused because she was, they dated for five months. Uh, Angie met Joe's family. Everything was fine. And he just, she's just now finding out he had a whole other girlfriend that nobody knew about. So anyways, as you said, Angie and Joe broke up before she got pregnant. So Joe's girlfriend, what should we name her? Kayla. Kayla. So Kayla keeps reaching out to Angie and is like, I need to ask you stuff. I need to talk to you. And Angie's like, what the fuck? Leave me alone. I'm stressed. I'm pregnant. I don't need to be dealing with this. And she's telling Joe, like, get a hold of this woman. Fast forward to now the baby's born. Um, Angie and Joe have 50, 50 custody and things were getting better. Communication was getting better. Amazing. Um, Well, on father's day, he wrote me out of the blue. So Joe wrote Angie out of the blue and asked if I wanted to come over and stay the night. The most we've ever talked about is when our the most we've ever talked is when, about is when our son last pooped and ate, <laughs> and ate at the, drop, the doctor. So like they, they don't talk about anything other than the son. So it was really weird when Joe was like, yo, Angie, come spend the night. Right. But Angie is like so happy because all she wants, all anyone wants is their fa- like their son to have a family that's together. So Angie's like, okay, let me give you another chance. I'm gonna come over. Um, so Joe proceeds to tell Angie that, he's not with the girl anymore. Like in that the girl Kayla was so manipulative and he doesn't want anything to do with her and that she just needs to stay away and blah, blah, blah. Joe apologized to Angie for everything. So he wants to be together with Angie, with the baby's mother. Yes. As of right now, at this point, I feel like we're, I feel like we're on a true crime documentary. (laughs) I feel like Ashley flowers. I am Brit. (laughs) If you guys listen to crime ducky. It really needs to be role flipped because I'm not a good, like, I'm not a good explainer. She's I'm trying. Okay. So at the time, Joe apologized to Angie and apparently while Angie was pregnant, Joe was like nasty. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to take you to court, like get a paternity, fraternity, paternity, whatever test. <laughs> um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so Angie's like crying, like, because Joe is apologizing for everything he put her through. She's like, thank God. Like, this is just, I'm really hoping like we can be a family. Everything will be good. It'll all work out, blah, blah, blah. Right. She's feeling like he turned a new leaf. She, Angie told Joe that it'll not work out at all if Kayla stays in his life. Yes, at all. Um, He agreed. And then Kayla ended up writing Angie on a fake account saying things like, you can have him. He's a piece of shit. She then said she was going to show up and talk to me like she's grown. I had a gut feeling something was off. I just knew it. And today when I woke up, he sent me a text that 
said he's going to try to be with her again. Fucking Joe. So, so fucking he just Joe, played her, basically. He has put this poor woman, Angie, through ups and down roller coasters. She's a new mom. Like, imagine this. Like, all you want for your baby is just have a family, get another shot, and then right. he apologized, and then he's like, oh, wait, I'm going to go back with her. Like, fucked up, okay? Cringe. So poor Angie, I'm hurting because it's not right. He promised me that she wouldn't even come between us or our family. Um, I haven't written him back since. I haven't said anything just because I'm so hurt. I'm angry. I'm dumbfounded. And every emotion is happening all at once. I don't want to say anything out of anger either or something I'll regret later. So I just haven't responded. So I'm just asking, how do I even respond to him? I just need some advice on how to approach the situation. I'm mainly scared of the co-parenting relationship that we have built, that it's all going to go away because he is trying to work things out with Kayla. I've put my son first. I found out I was pregnant and haven't been with anyone since his dad because my priority is our son. First of all, sad face. This one, I feel for you. That sounds so hard. And especially when there is a child in the picture, like, I just feel like that makes everything 10 times harder. And like you said, I think you mentioned, like, I don't want to say anything I'm going to regret. Like you're very smart just because again, like when there's a child in the picture, like my cousin is dealing with like a divorce currently and it's your words just get manipulated and twisted. So you're very smart to be like, let me pick my words carefully. Like, let me take a Mm -hmm. step back. Right. And like figure out what I need to do for me. So step one, you're doing that right. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Good for you for not responding yet. Yeah. I think the first piece of knowledge or advice that would come into my head and like, again, we are not certified in any way, shape or form. So take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> As you can tell, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even pronounce paternity test. Um, <laughs> so my first thing that comes in my head is we always think the best thing for our kid is to have a father and a mother in the same home. But if that relationship between the father and the mother is toxic, if the father does not treat the mother right, if he's not being a good role model to his son, if he doesn't treat you how you would want your son to treat a woman, right? that's going to do more harm for your child than it is going to do good to have a family together and not be happy day in and day out. If you're going to be fighting day in and day out, if there's going to be another woman involved constantly and you're, the kid's going to see that. So I think the first thing is to kind of, I mean, I'm somebody who's came from a family that was divorced. And I, when I was younger, my parents would fight and argue and it really fucked me up. And sometimes I wonder like, would my life have been a little more happy or would it have changed me in any other way if my parents were already divorced and married with other people? And I know it's hard to get the notion of like family like family's the best mom, father, same household. It's the best, but try to just take a step back and remember, like, that's not always the best situation, especially if it's a toxic environment. So I think once you kind of realize that it may help with what you're thinking, I know you're doing everything in your power. You want to have a family, you want it to work for your son, but there's not just one right way to do things. It's, yeah. tw- you know, it's 2021 girl. It's such a good way to put it. There's so many different like types of family units that mm-hmm. work really well, whether it's, you know, a single parent or whether it's um, like, fr- I had a friend that like her mom and her friend's mom like live together <laughs> and they like all live together. I was like, I love this. Like there's so yeah, many ways that you can make it work. You know what I mean? And there's so many people who live with their family 
and live with their children at the same time. Like, like you said, Kelsey, I think that's such a good point. Like Mm -hmm. if it's not going to be positive, it's probably not worth it for you or for your son, just because, you know, it's, it's not going to be something that they can learn from and have a positive experience from. And I know that really probably so sucks, but it just sounds like he's kind of shown his true colors a little bit. Like I'm not saying there's no way that it could ever work out because it absolutely could. I just think I would try to keep in mind that he did screw you over this time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And be a little more worried about letting him in next time because it sounds like he wanted you back. And when you were into it, he was like, okay, great. And then all of a sudden, he wanted to be with the ex-girlfriend again. Like that's really not fair to you. And it's not fair to his son at all either. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like this is a really like tough pill to swallow, but sometimes you need to realize that like, in order to make your son the happiest, you need to make you happiest first. Like your son's not gonna be happy if his mama isn't happy. So I think by putting yourself first, that is actually putting your son first. Like put yourself first. You deserve to be happy, whether that be finding another man. Um, You know, you could, I'm not sure where you're at in your life, but you know, you could find someone who's amazing and treats your son amazing. And, you know, you could go on and have a relationship with them and get married and have more brothers and sisters for your son. And it'll just be like a cute little bit blended family. Um, But I feel like it is nice. It's so nice to hear that like, a mama is just like thinking about her son. It really is. Um, yeah. You sound like you're doing an amazing job. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yes. It's, it's hard. Not easy at all. I think for your sanity, like you deserve to be happy. Like you deserve to be with somebody who's not going to play these games on you, especially during the most vulnerable time of your life when you're pregnant, like that's fucked up. Like realize that you deserve more your son deserves more and not meaning like he deserves to have his family together. He deserves to watch a man treat his mom. Right. So if I were you put yourself first at the same time as your son, if I I were you, I would, I know it's hard, but I would, mm, I would chill with the trying to be in a romantic relationship with him. Shit's fucked up. He got shit going on. This girl's wild. You don't even want anything to do with it. I think you should focus on your son, the relationship your son has with him and leave it at that. I think you should worry about you, worry about your son, work on the, um, and I don't have a kid. So like, trust me. Yeah. I can't even imagine what you're going through. So angry. So dumbfounded. Like I can't even dudes are fucked up. (laughs) Fuck Kyle. Is that his name? Uh, Joe, but yeah. fuck Kyle too. <laughs> fuck Kyle and Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, men are the worst. <laughs> we hate them. Um, yeah, it's not easy. I, I don't envy you in any way. And I, um, we're sending you big hugs because that's a really, really hard situation. But like you said, Kels, I think just putting you first, putting your son first, you will know what's right for you. You yeah. really, really will at the end of the day, especially if you know, your, um, son's father has already shown you his true colors. Like just like you said, maybe put some distance between you guys Mm -hmm. and just deal with your son together and then Mm -hmm. focus on making yourself happy in a different way that is not with him. Mm -hmm. Focus less on putting together the quote unquote, perfect family and more the perfect environment for your son. It's perfect. 
I love that. (laughs) And then we actually have one last one that someone had messaged us as well. And I just thought it would be like a good end cap. Um, They were talking about how they need to make friends in a new city. So they just, I'm just paraphrasing, but they just moved to a new city and they're in their twenties and they feel like they don't really know anybody, but they also mentioned that in their twenties, you know, you know, it's the time where you make these like lifelong friends and you feel like you want to make friends who are going to be your friends through marriage. And, you know, if, if you have kids through kids, all that kind of stuff. And they feel like they don't have that core group yet, which I, when I read, I was like, that's something I think so many people relate to. Like, I feel like I used to go through life so like happy go lucky and really carefree. And over the past few years, I feel like I have a crippling stress because every decision you make feels very heavy. It feels like, you know, the rest of your life is kind of weighing on it. So I completely understand that. Maybe you have some ideas for this, Kels, because you did just move. Okay. So (laughs) you may have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. I'm not sure what city you moved to, but surprisingly, Bumble BFF is like big here. And yo, I like straight up, you you should have saw my face when like my girlfriend, Whitney, told me that she had friends from Bumble BFF. I was like, (laughs) I was like, no offense, dude. But like, I like, I think there would be like some weirdos on there. Right. (laughs) But turns out we all went to eat. Now we're good friends. So So apparently Bumble BFF, you can find some like really good girlfriends on there. Um, Another tip I would feel is like, I have a Facebook group. I know like you, like bloggers with millions of followers. I know Danny Austin has a big Facebook group. Try to join Facebook groups. If you do like following bloggers, try to join their Facebook groups and then meet people that way. Um, That way you have like a common like thing, you know, like common interest. Yes. You both like following Danny. You may like, like fashion, whatever it be. Um, That's a good way to meet people trying to think what else I feel like just honestly online. Yeah. And the more that you do too, the more you will meet people. Like I've even noticed with you, Kels, like you go to that, um, that house where you take photos, you meet people there. Maybe that's obviously not everyone's thing, but like, say you go to a local yoga class, you go to a gym. I used to go to this yoga class all the time and I made a ton of friends there. Like the more that you, you know, find ways out of your comfort zone, like, and the way that you find yourself in situations just with groups of people, you are bound to make friends. There's no doubt. Yeah. It's like weird. I honestly, when I, before I got here, I thought it would be really hard. Right. But like, for example, if you're literally like at a yoga studio and then you're done with the class, you compliment someone's like shoes and then they'll be like, Oh, thanks. Then it'll be like, and then she'll like say something back and then it'd be like, Oh, thanks. Like, um, and you could be like, do you go here often? Like I just moved here. And then she'll be like, Oh, maybe like me too. Like before you leave, just be like, Hey, can I get your phone number? Like, you want to go like, get some coffee or like do some girly shit, get your nails done. Um, <laughs> you definitely that. have to step out of your comfort zone. I can see how it would be hard if you're a super shy person. Right. I like that you said open with a compliment though. That's true. You don't have to go up to someone and be like, Hey, how are you? Like, it doesn't yes. have to be weird, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be weird. I love that. That's but if you are shy, idea. just for to bumble BFF, apparently that's the place. My good friend who has like lots of friends was on Bumble BFF. And I remember like laughing at her about it, like not in a room. I was just, I was just like, you're so busy already. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? And she was like, no, it's so cool. Like it like really matches you up with your interests with people. Like I met this girl, she does like, um, like a charity thing with, and I was like, that's so cool. Like I want to use it. Hey, it never hurts I know. more I, friends. I did download it. So we'll see if I ever yeah. go on it. It can't hurt. I mean, and what's the worst to me, what's the worst that could happen if you hang out with someone one time and they're not your vibe? Like you have another connection. Maybe you don't have to hang out with them again, but not exactly. the other world. 
Yeah, exactly. You guys got some hopefully good advice from us today. <laughs> All right, it was advice. I don't know if it was good advice, <laughs> but it was definitely advice. <laughs> we tried. We tried yeah, our we best. Tried. Guys, please uh, tell us if you liked this. We think it's always kind of fun just because we... Again, I said this earlier, but we get a lot of advice from people online all the time. So I always think it's really interesting to hear about other people's um, lives. So we hope it was helpful. We wanted just to just wrap it up with a quick little game. Obviously, our whole platform on the internet is just about kind of recommending and referring things that we absolutely love. So I thought it could be kind of fun if we just like do a quick little version of that here. So Kels, we're going to do a little fill in the blank. How does that okay. sound? Okay. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, what is your current favorite show? Working Moms. I haven't watched <gasps> I just screamed into the microphone. Cat, it is so fucking funny. It's on Netflix. There's, oh. I think, two seasons. It is so fucking funny. No, there has to be more than two seasons. Ooh. It's hilarious. Like, it's one of those shows that, like, you actually, like, laugh out loud. Okay, I'm definitely going to watch that. Um, I'm obsessed with The Handmaid's Tale. It's literally not funny. It's very dark. <laughs> So if you guys like fucked up, yeah, no, it's, it's dark, but it's just one of the most interesting shows that I have ever truly seen. It's on Hulu. If you haven't watched it. Love it. Um, okay. Favorite snack. Oh, this, this Chex Mix or not Chex Mix, this trail mix from Target. That's called like Muddy Buddy. No, it's definitely not Muddy Buddy. I don't know what it's called, but it has like peanut butter chips, chocolate chips, cashews, peanuts, M&Ms, um, Sounds it's so good. It's fire. Raisins. So good. Target. Target has an underrated like nut aisle. Um, oh my God. So good. Very good. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. You said that I'm obsessed with this hummus who Alex and Mike told me about it's Target's hummus. If you guys like hummus, they're specifically branded hummus is like lemony. It's really, really good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Try it out. I see. Um, okay. Favorite swimwear. Um, you go first. I've been um, getting stuff from L Space. If you guys have ever heard of them, they have a whole like, what do they call it? Reprieve or something line. And it is all sustainable. So they make everything out of recycled plastic, which is really cool. Their stuff is so cute. It's in California. It's a little bit higher of a price point, but when I know that something is a sustainable, you know, material, I'm willing to spend a little more. So look up L Space. Their stuff's cute. Oh, hell yeah. I can't remember the swim that I've been loving. I can't. Oh, B try it. So I've heard good. such good I, things. I think they're also sustainably made. A little yes. more expensive, but I mean that's what kind of comes. I've I've noticed that swimsuits. Yeah. I'm. I feel better spending a little bit more on swimsuits because it's not like, I don't know. It's when you find a good swimsuit, like you want to like wear it all the time. So I feel like spend a little bit more, find a good swimsuit. Um, and they just came out with the cutest stuff. So that's what I'm loving. Yeah, it's worth um the price. I think, mm-hmm. it, especially when you really love it and it like makes you feel good. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite sunscreen. I'm loving the Tula protecting glow. Have you ever used it? No, I'm like very, I'm like Tula pretty. Oh, it's so pretty. Like on your face. Like I like to use it on days where like, I don't want to wear makeup and it kind of gives you like a shiny glow kind of like, okay. Like, um, like a really moisturizing, like CC cream would. Oh yeah. That sounds actually amazing. Yeah. I'm a fan. Oh, I love that. I'm just super basic. Um, I love a sun bun the one that they mm. sell at Target. Yeah. It's like sun bum is what it's called. It's literally just like healthy sunscreen, if you will. It just doesn't have a bunch of like shit in it yeah, <laughs> and it I smells really, that. really good. So love. Um, all right. Next up favorite store for summer clothing. Where have you been shopping? 
I honestly just went to H&M and I got a few really cute like sundresses. The only thing about H&M is like the sizing is whack. Like some things I'm a small, some things I'm an extra large, like it's wild. You do. So I had to go in the store and like pick through some stuff. Um, But really cute dresses right now for like 25 bucks. Ooh, I love that. Mine is Priceless, which is the store you talk about all the time. Their stuff is... Oh, girl. Their stuff is cheap and it's cute. You guys know I love a budget. They have, they just have a lot of fun tops. And I feel like if you have fun tops, you can make literally any outfits. You throw on like a jean and you're good. Yes. Love it. And last things last, what is your go-to summer drink? Mm, Are we talking alcohol or like coffee or just like whatever? Really whatever you want. Okay. So it depends on my mood. Um, I'm obsessed with the Alani new uh, Cosmic Stardust energy drink. So that's a fab one. Um, protein shakes. I love their protein shakes. They're, um, not dairy-free, sorry, cat, but they are. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) else try them, (laughs) but they're really good. The chocolate ones are really good and get your protein in. Um, as far as like a alcoholic beverage, I've been really liking the pressed seltzers. Have you ever tried press? No, at all. Oh, it's good. It's like very light. It's not super like fizzy. I don't really like White Claw. I feel like they're too carbonated. They're very chemically. <laughs> yes, they taste like fake. Press is really good. Oh, that sounds so good. I, oh, Kelsey, you're good. I feel like I'm such a creature of habit. I always drink like a matcha and I call it a day. Um, I have been really liking Target sells a watermelon kombucha. If you guys are new to kombucha, it's like a digestive aid, which makes it sound not good. It's really good. It tastes really good. It's really good for you. Yeah. I shouldn't have led with that. (laughs) Digestive aid. Everyone's like, wow, yum. (laughs) No, it's really, really good. Um, it makes your stomach feel great and it is delicious. So give it a try for sure. Awesome. Um, that is all we have for you guys today. If you guys appreciated our advice or if you thought it was stupid, or if you even if you hate it, let us know. <laughs> we're all ears. Um, you know, we're just trying to come up with some fun stuff. We always think it's really fun to hear about other people's lives and sharing mm-hmm. ours. So we hope this was enjoyable for you guys. But we will see you soon. And if you ever need anything, don't forget to call your girls. Bye, guys. Bye.